Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Just win, baby. Commitment to excellence. The famed silver and black. The holy roller. Ghost to the post. The immaculate reception. Time never really stops for the great ones. Tales of greatness. Tales of legend. Tales that define our very existence as fans. Some tales are of epic proportion. Some tales are heartbreaking memories of missed opportunity. Raider Nation is full of these tales. Let's take a journey through the past and present and relive the Raiders' adventure in the NFL. Here's Swag Jeff and Murph coming to you live from the dungeons of Murph's Fan Cave. The indestructible Jim Otto, George Blanda, the greatest clutch player the game has ever known, Willie Brown, the magnificent cornerback, Gene Upshaw, Ted Hendricks, and of course, the magnificent Art Shell. And then you take Tom Flores, the star player who coaches the two Super Bowls. Let me take you back a few years to Frank Yule Field, to the Oakland Coliseum, to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, relive the moments of the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. To those of us who saw you battle to the top, we will never forget you. You know, Raider football was always emotional. We loved to take those memorable trips throughout the league, and we were hated, we were feared, but we were respected. These are our moments. These are our stories. These are Tales from the Nation. (laughs) What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another Tales from the Nation uh, here in Murph's fan cave, and so glad to welcome in uh, my co-host, my co-pilot, uh, the man who I could do this show without, and uh, that is the one and only 
Swag Jeff. Welcome hey, Swag Jeff. how's it going, man? It's going good, man. So this has been a lot of fun, man. So we've gotten a ton of fo- positive feedback. Positive, positive feedback. feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about uh, Tales from the Nation, man. This show has been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. And, uh, this is our third installment now. The last uh, one wasn't that much fun. I mean, well, it, was, it was good content. It was information that we needed, and it was a significant moment, but it wasn't that much that wasn't fun to fun. talk about. All right. Well, it's fun to do the show. <laughs> it is side. fun. It's fun yeah, to yeah, do yeah. the podcast. Another day right. in Murph's fan cave with my best bro, Murph. It's, it's good stuff, man. Absolutely. It's good stuff. Right. So it's it's fun to do the show, but you're right. That was a little bit rough. So yeah. we needed to we needed to swing the pendulum back the other way, oh, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we uh, we went something positive and kind of, you know, it, the, the Heidi Bowl uh, was the first installment of this show, and is in as cool as of a story that is that wasn't like a crowning achievement right uh, and then yeah, the, it, was, it was a game it was a game yeah then the Derek Carr leg break is Ugh. a significant moment but it's the opposite of a crowning achievement because it kept us from crowning achievements right but now here we are swag jeff we decided to, to uh, as i mentioned swing the pendulum back and so now we are going to discuss a crowning achievement and oh, that was yeah. the raiders third super bowl now here on tales from the nation we like to look at moments. We like to look at, and, and granted, the, the Heidi game was the entirety of a yeah. uh, of, of a game where the Derek Carr injury was a moment. Right. We're going to kind of go hybrid here. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. G- we're going to highlight a game, but a few specific plays and moments in that game that made it the tale that it is. The tale of the nation that it yeah. is. That's right. So we're talking about Black Sunday. It's, oh, yeah. it's the, the infamous... Uh, Raiders third third Super Bowl win January twenty second, nineteen eighty four. Uh, head coach Tom Flores, of course, led by the Maverick Al Davis. You know uh, Jim Plunkett, uh, Marcus Allen, yep. uh, Reggie How, Kinlaw, yeah. Ron Martin, Howie Long, yeah. Lyle Alzado, Cliff Branch, Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes. I mean, we're talking. Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall oh, of Famer. Oh, yeah, the just, list goes on. Absolutely, just an amazing rundown of players. And so, as, as Jeff mentioned, there was three significant moments within that game, and we want to kind of hit on those uh, I- I- instead of focusing on the entirety of the game itself. If you've never focused on the entirety of the game itself, I encourage you, Raider Nation, go out and check it out. You can yes. find it on NFL Films. You can. Yeah, is, we just watched it. It was it was amazing. Isn't it great? Oh, my god! It's so yes. over-dramatized yes. in the most beautiful way. And I love way. every second of it. Yeah, Absolutely. those those old classic NFL films, man. That's that's so cool. It's so good. So you got yeah. John Facenda doing the voiceover. You got the music of NFL films. You got Bill King doing his uh, the, the announcing of the game. You had made yeah. a <clears throat> excuse me. You made a mention during the um, during the show. You're like, gosh, that's Bill King. Like that's. That's amazing. Like to hear him and hit that voice yeah. that that classic voice that yeah, did the, the Holy A's. Toledo. You know, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. what I mean, it's so good. So, anyways, but that's the entirety of the game. We're going to focus on a few moments. So, you want to let us know, Jeff? Tell us about the first moment in this game that we're going to focus on. Yeah. So, uh, so the first moment. I, I, was there a score at this point? No, zero zero. Okay, zero zero. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so Derek Jensen uh, sneaked up the middle and blocked a punt. And actually went down and uh, recovered his own uh, his own block and uh, put the Raiders on the board. Put the Raiders on the board. It was seven nothing. Uh, and here's the live call. This is cool, man. This is Pat Summerall. Yeah, Pat and Summerall John Madden doing the yes. call live, man. Here we go. Hayes goes up after it. Hayes has it blocked. Touchdown, Raiders. I believe it was number 31, Derek Jensen, 
who did the blocking. It must have been. And we talk about offense, defense, and all the matchups and the great players. And then this whole thing could be boiled down to special teams. It started that way. And that was Derek Jensen who blocked that punt. It looked like he came inside and he was right in Jeff Hayes' face. All right, here we go. So during the first half of the game, Jeff, uh, and this is going to lead us into our next significant moment. Um, during the first half, the Raiders scored on offense, defense, and special teams, becoming the first team to score two non-offensive touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Yes. So less than five minutes into the game is when this happened, when Derek Jensen broke through and blocked Jeff Hayes' punt deep in Washington territory, and as you heard, recovered the ball in the end zone to give him yeah. a 7-0 and lead. You know, and you know, and you know, John Madden. You know, he was on the call, so you know, obviously he he couldn't be, you know, he couldn't show favoritism, but you know, in the back of his mind, he was fist pumping. He coached a lot of these guys that were in his game, yeah, right? Like, that's you know what, what I'm saying? That's he hadn't been saying. gone that long at this exactly, point, Exactly, right? yeah. Uh-huh. So something cool about Derek Jensen. So he was the special teams captain for the Raiders for like five yeah, for years. Like, yeah, so, like right? five or six years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And but this actually this wasn't the first monumental play that he had made in Raiders history. Okay. So so back in nineteen eighty. That's the second Super Bowl run. Uh, yes, yeah. So he uh, he was actually they were trying to uh, make the playoffs at that point. Yeah, because we were a wild card team. Yeah, we won uh -huh. that Super yep, Bowl. Yep, yep. yep. First team in, ever. Right. Yep. To go in as a wild card, and he uh, he actually uh, he kind of sealed a win back in 1980. I think it was uh, the end of December. I think December 21st, 1980. Okay. He uh, he recovered an onside kick against the Giants to seal a victory. But not only did he recover the onside kick, he went ahead and ran it in for six. Oh, my gosh. That's Which awesome. Which is, like, unheard of. You know, typically, yeah, you know, yeah, an onside yeah. kick, you fall on the ball and the game's over or whatever. Well, he snatched it and ran past everybody and went and scored a so touchdown. Cool. So cool. So cool. That's awesome, man. So, um, yeah, lots of love then to Derek Jensen, man, for uh, really being responsible then for two huge plays that led yes. to ultimately to two of the three Raiders Lombardi trophies. Um, sadly, we lost Derek just a couple years ago. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in back in uh, 2017, we lost him to ALS. Oh, that's awful. So yeah, just that's, that's heartbreaking. That, that, that really sucks. So, so uh, you know, condolences, obviously. Yeah, to his family. And, uh, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. absolutely. You know the. Um, but man, what a what a you know he's one of those guys that probably unheralded. You know, I feel like I say that a lot when we do whatever show we're doing in terms of the Raiders. Like, there's so many Raider legends. There's so many significant players yes. throughout the Raiders' history. It's like you come across these things, and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. So so much love to uh, to Derek Jensen and, and such a great – man, set the tone. It yeah. Set the tone. I mean, the Washington Redskins in 1983 were no joke. I mean, this no, is like I mean, Riggins was a Super Bowl MVP himself, right? Right. Theismann. I mean, like, yep. Art yeah, they, Monk, I like, mean, they were the heavy favorites coming into this game. You know, I mean, the Raiders had a great season that year. I mean, obviously, they made the Super Bowl as well. But, I mean, the Redskins were the heavy favorite. Heavy favorite. And we smoked them 38 Yeah, I like, think I, mean, I think yeah. they said they uh, I saw on that uh, on the NFL films that they had scored more points that season than any team yeah. in the league. So they were the most high-powered offense and all that, and to hold them to nine points. I mean, that's... Hell, the nine points. Because our secondary was awesome. Yeah. Our linebackers had a hell of a game. Like, and yes. it was just it, absolutely. So, yes. so speaking of linebackers, 
How yes. was that for segues? We hey, hey, look at there. This is... It was the end of the first half. 12 seconds left in the, in the first half. Thank you. 12 seconds left in the first half. The Redskins... So this is our second uh, significant moment. Yes. The Redskins called a screenplay, yes. which I believe earlier in the season, the yes. Raiders and Redskins played in a regular season game, and Theismann, in a similar situation, threw a screenplay out to Joe Washington... And Joe caught it and ran it in for a touchdown, I believe. Yeah, it was like 67-yard touchdown pass at the end of a half. Very similar play. Yeah, they burned us. Okay, so this time, our defensive coach, or at least defensive backs coach, I believe, and Charlie Sumner? I think so. I want to say it was Charlie Sumner. Called on Jack Squirek. A linebacker, a specialty linebacker who spent. He was a pass, a passing defending linebacker. There you go. Is, is kind of how they they address that. Apparently, this guy just had a hunch. Hey, they they look like they have the same personnel out as member when they burned us in the regular season. So maybe let's defend for that. Let's defend for that. So he puts in Jack Squirek. Theismann drops back. Throws a little dump pass out there to Joe Washington, and whoop! Here comes Jack Squire. Inter- intercepts it at like the three yard line, and just dances into the end zone. And here's what it sounded like: with only 12 seconds to go in the first half, and with the ball on the Redskin 12, everyone expected the troubled Redskins to run out the clock and try to regroup at halftime. But Raider assistant coach Charlie Sumner had a hunch. <laughs> When the two teams played in October, the Redskins had been in a similar situation and had thrown a little screen pass to Joe Washington that gained 67 yards. Anticipating the same play, Sumner replaced Matt Millen with a pass defense specialist, Jack Squirek, number 58, and instructed him to play man for man on Joe Washington. Here come the Redskins with 12 seconds to go in the half. Trailing, 14-3. Theismann back, looks off to the left, and he fires it off there. Intercepted! Jack Squirrel! Touchdown, Raiders! I don't believe it! Holy Toledo! A screen pass, and they looked like they knew it was coming. Man ran right for it. I guarantee they looked like they knew that play was coming. Sumner's hunch was right. When Theismann dropped back, Squirrel raced toward Washington then picked off the pass intended for him and waltzed in for the touchdown. Squirek's interception was the most telling blow of the game and gave the Raiders a 21-3 halftime lead. An electrifying, stunning development as Jack Squirek becomes the proud possessor of a Super Bowl 18 touchdown. Bill, I'm flabbergasted. I cannot believe that the Redskins, back on their own 12-yard line, with 12 seconds to go in the half, would do that. Yeah, those big stupid. <laughs> what are they thinking? Oh, my God. I don't run the same exact play in the same situation. Like, I mean, good for Charlie, and, I mean, good for the Raiders to have called that yeah. out. But, like, but you're right. They kind of set themselves up for failure a yeah, little bit there I on mean, that I one. I mean, you think about that. I mean, so 12 seconds to go in the in the half, uh, you know, I mean, just run out. Take a just knee. Just take a knee. Yeah. Was, I mean, they're on their own 12-yard line. I mean, take a knee. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in 12 yeah. seconds? And I get it that, you know, hey, Hey, this worked earlier in the season. Hey, maybe let's try to see if we can catch him again. You could almost argue that this was the monumental play in the Super Bowl. I feel like because it was. I mean it was it was fourteen to three. You know before this play, and then as you see later in the game, 
they scored next after this play. The you know in the third quarter they scored. Yeah, because the the Redskins did they they scored next, and yeah, that was they, their only yeah, score of the game. After that, that was right? their only touchdown they scored. Only touchdown, yeah. So yeah. they scored the touchdown, but of course, then we came in and blocked the the extra point to make it. Only, That's what it only was. Nine That's is, right. That's is, right. only nine as opposed to you. ten. That's right. But and then that was it. But so you think so? Okay. So it so, so it could have been fourteen to nine or fourteen to ten, which would have made the momentum a little bit different. Yeah. But they gave us seven extra points at the end of the half. So now we go into the half t- up twenty-one to three. Twenty-one three, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's almost over at that point. They don't you know have I mean? Tom Brady. They have Joe Theismann. Ain't nobody exactly. coming back down that much. Exactly. Right? All right. So, um, so that leads us then to our next one, then Jeff. Right. And this well, is so, so a fun fact. I'm oh, sorry. please, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, yeah. please. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so our boy Jack here, he uh, he retired, and he uh, he still currently resides in uh, uh, Cleveland. Okay, and he actually uh, he's not in the football world anymore. All right, but he does run a janitorial business. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, yeah. So he was cleaning up trash in the Super Bowl, and he's still cleaning up trash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I wonder if he's um, uh, you know, do you know? You probably don't know who Run Run Jones is, do you? Uh, that's Mister and Mrs. Jones' kid, right? They're, they're, well, yeah, yeah. So George Run Run Jones was a absolute Raider legend. He passed away in 06, I want to say. Okay. He was a clubhouse assistant. His official title, I think, was Ball Boy. Okay. And he was a janitor for the Raiders. Okay. But he was way more than that. And and when I when I just said what I said about him and as far as his titles go, yeah. does not do any justice to what he was and actually means uh, to, to the Raiders. And one of these days, we're going to we'll do on, on this show We'll do something about Run Run. Run Run, uh, I'm getting a little bit of a tangent here, but Run Run played for the Bay Bombers, the roller derby team. Okay. That's where he earned his nickname, Run Run, and then ended up working for the Raiders for like 40-some-odd years. Wow. Including this time during when the Raiders won this third Super Bowl. Okay. And so when so you you say that Jack Squirek runs this like janitorial service, it makes me think of Run Run, and I wonder if there's somehow... There's, uh, some there may be some kind of connection, something. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We'll have to dig into that one a little bit. But yeah. anyway, but Run Run is amazing, and we'll we'll, we'll get into him uh, at, at one point. But right that's on. cool. That's fun facts about, yeah, yeah, yeah. about Squirek there. So, um, all right, so, so, so Jack scores that touchdown. Uh, we get the 21-3 halftime lead. Uh, but the, the crown jewel of this game, oh yeah, it's Marcus. Yeah, man, it's Marcus Allen running with the night, as so famously yes. said by John Facenda. Yep, um, yep, yeah. The 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 sun went down, and uh, and the and the silver and black took over. That was a, it's beautiful, and you know it's um, it's at the time it was definitely one of the more electrifying plays in Super Bowl history. Yeah, you know, Steeler fan will want to point at some of Lin Swan's catches yeah, or like you know, give me a break. Yeah, you know, I mean, there were there definitely have been some moments. Um, but this run was a, basically a broken play that turned oh, in. Yeah, that turned in to a was it seventy four yards? I want to say yeah, seventy four uh, yeah. uh-huh. yard touchdown run. Uh-huh. Uh, brings the lead to thirty five to nine. Puts the game away. Yeah. Marcus Allen ends up setting the the record at the time for most rushing yards. Is yep. he still number two? He's, I think he's still number two to uh, to uh, Timmy Brown, right? Timmy Smith. Timmy Smith. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. Timmy Smith. Uh, the Redskins. 
Tim Smith is like two hundred and something, and Marcus is like one ninety one. Yeah, it was one ninety one for yeah for for Marcus. So he wins Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, like it, Marcus. And, wa- and it was funny wa- watching because we, we, like we just said, we we just watched the NFL films. Yeah, and to see you, who's probably watched that NFL film thirty minute special eighty seven times, yeah. you know, you still got tears in your eyes. Yeah. It fires me up, dude. Yeah, it's like, dude. It yeah, chills. it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah, Marcus I love it. running with the night, man. Like, and I'll tell you why is that when I was a kid. So January of 1984, I was 10. Yeah. So I turned 11 that year. That was the first game. Like I remember watching the Super Bowl in like '79. Like I remember like a couple things as a little kid. Sure. Like having a be on. But yeah, the first game I remember sitting down watching, like yeah, start you're in to like finish. fifth grade, like you're kind of starting. Yeah, you can remember stuff. I remember yeah. watching this game start to finish, and Marcus Allen was the man. In 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 retrospect, because of the fallout he had with Al Davis, yes, because of the 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 the, the bad blood that developed there, he's not as highly regarded as he once was. And and I get it. He retired as a chief and all that stuff. And he set his career records with the chief. So I kind of get it. But if I could just, for those of you that are old enough to remember, or if I could set the stage for you, Jeff, you know, for those of you, because you weren't born until like four or five years. No, yeah. After this game. Yeah. I was born in 88. Yeah. Yeah. So to to go back to this moment, and, and that's what this show is all about, is about being in the moment. Marcus Allen was the most electrifying player in the league. And he was a Raider. And he was the Raiders were a Los Angeles team. Marcus went to USC. He was like this, the hometown kid. Yeah, and this was before. Like I know everyone loves Bo Jackson, and I don't dislike Bo Jackson. Oh, but yeah, Bo great. Jackson's career was short lived, and sadly, it was short lived because of injury. But what? But Bo, he had some great moments and some amazing moments on Monday Night Football and all that kind of stuff. But Marcus Allen was the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, man. Like, this was such a massive moment in sports. Yeah. And he was, um, he was, you saw the video. I mean, yeah. just the, it his was amazing. speed, it his was, size, his, uh, his elusiveness. Like, yeah. Marcus Allen was, was unique to the entirety of the league. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, still to this day, he's probably ranked as one of the, like, tallest running backs. He's like 6'2 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah you yeah. don't see running backs that tall anymore. Uh, but but his career was so long. Was, he was a 16-year guy as a running back. And These, was good for almost all of them. Good for almost all of them. And you look at today's time, I mean, you get guys that, you know, I mean, you get running backs that are 9, 10-year vets, and they're done. Yeah. You know, this guy's longevity was amazing. It was amazing. You know, and he could throw. He could catch. I mean, he could. Do, there's so many things that Marcus Allen. Anyways, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you want a fun fact about Marcus, he's the only player, only football player in history, to be a Heisman Trophy winner, an NCAA National Championship winner, a Super Bowl winner, an NFL MVP, and a Super Bowl MVP. Oh my gosh! The only player in history in all really? of football. The only player to have all of those. Yeah, that's legit. I mean, just dude. a decorated player, man. That's amazing. Yeah. And then you know, and then of course, obviously, you know, two thousand three was inducted in the Hall of Fame, and you know, I think he's ranked in like the top. I think number seventy two all time in NFL players. They they 
did a poll or whatever. He's right, seven, yeah. Num- yeah, like number Sporting seven. News or whoever yeah, does so, that. Yeah, yeah whoever yeah. does yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's, they're ranked number 72. They did like a top 100 or whatever, and he's okay. ranked right there. Yeah, so. You know, for those of you that were old enough to remember it, and, uh, you know, it was he was incredible. He was the most electrifying player there, there was in the league, and so uh, I, I hate that he's under... It's hard to say somebody like that with those kind of credentials that you just said. Right. That somebody like that would be underheralded. That somebody would be underrated, even to sure. use that term. Um, but I, I, I kind of feel like he is. I feel like he doesn't get enough run in in Raider Nation. When you talk about, we ask people all the time about their Mount Rushmore. Sure. Marcus Allen never makes the list. Why not? He was a Super Bowl. We've had three Super Bowl MVPs. Right. Jim Plunkett, Fred Belenikoff, and Marcus Frickin' Allen. Like, right. why isn't he on the list? Is it because he went to? Kansas City? Yeah. 100%. That's that's why. Him he, and Al fell out and uh-huh. because of contracts and a whole bunch of other stuff. Sure. Al benched him. Like it was ugly. Like that's yeah. the other thing too. It wasn't it wasn't even like oh he left. Like Nandi Asamoa left, Khalil Mack left. Like you have you have a handful of greater greats that have just departed because of free agency. Sure. This was not like that. This was a long drawn out. Yeah. You know, he was Dude, Marcus Allen for a minute was playing fullback to Bo Jackson. Yeah. Like, let that, how's that compute? You know what I mean? Right, so, right. it was not pretty. And because of that, Al downplayed Marcus. Al didn't want to be outshined by Marcus. Al downplayed Marcus. And because of that, it filtered down to the fandom. We reacted as fans. We downplayed mm-hmm. Marcus. But in the moment, and I'm, I'm like, that, that's, that's crazy, too, that you say that because it seems like a lot of those older guys, the, the older owners of teams that, were a part of the AFL and all that stuff. You know, they had their vision of what they wanted and, you know, and ran the team in that way because my former fandom, the the Titans, you know, when it was there was a big struggle with uh Jeff Fisher versus Vince Young. It oh, was yeah. it was a very similar thing and Bud Adams picked Vince. And so Jeff Fisher walked out the door. Yeah. It was very similar. So they and had in those, this case, it those internal struggles and stuff. So it was Tom at- Flores did not want to get rid of Marcus Allen. Of course not. Tom he was, Flores did not want to bench Marcus Allen. He was Allen. their MVP. Absolutely. He was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. So yeah, man, it's it's kind of sad the way that all unfold. But that said, let's 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 stay in the moment. Yes, yes. The yes. moment was amazing. He had the time set the record. I think I already mentioned that. He set the record for for rushing yards. Let's listen to we're whack. John Facenda is not. Let's listen to him. Yes. As Washington's hopes faded into the dying daylight, on came Marcus Allen, running with the night. Rocket giving to Allen, sending wide left. He has to reverse his field, but he, and he gets away for a moment. I think it was 79 Bob Trey O, I want to yeah. say, something like that. I think you're that. right. I think you're right. And uh, so he starts to play outside. Uh, if you're looking at the screen, he's running to the top of the screen. Yep. Uh, he and takes- he actually he took it too wide. Sure did. He took it too wide, and they had a safety come up unblocked. And so he kind of made a little spin a move and cut back up the middle and saw nothing but daylight. Nothing but daylight. As Chris Berman would say, whoop. 
Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then he could go all the way. <laughs> and he did, dude. And he outruns linebackers. Well, first he busts through the line. Then he outruns linebackers. And then he runs outruns Washington, number 24. Yeah. Cliff Branch outruns Washington, comes sure over and did. lays a block down for Allen. It's just a beautiful play, man. It, it was really such is. a significant moment. I would say, in terms of success, and here's my bold statement for the show. In terms of Raiders on-field success, this is the crowning moment. Setting a Super Bowl record, yep, a Super Bowl MVP, the third Super Bowl win, the last time that the Raiders won. The, that was, and you look at in terms of on-field success for our Oakland Raiders. Yes, this was it. Yep, that, that's what I yep. think. He was the top guy in the last biggest, most significant game in Raider history. <sighs> I mean, yeah, you know, Raider Nation, you got feedback on this stuff? Let us know. Yeah. 909-345-3346. Yeah, Let me know. Tell me something bigger. You know, look, we're huge fans of all the Raiders. And, sure. you know, so, you know, whether it was Kenny King or Fred Bolitnikoff or sure. whoever, there's been a lot of amazing moments in big games. But I think this was the biggest moment in the biggest yeah. game. I think yeah. this is it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could people could call and argue and say that there's other moments since then that have been bigger or more flashy or anything like that but this was the grandest stage of them all this was the super bowl and this was the biggest play in the super bowl and they were good the redskins were good for us to go in there and whip their ass like that this is oh, not like some yeah like, this wasn't like you know when you get into the latter years of the 90s where you had just teams just beating early like the way the niners did to like the broncos 55 to 10 or what they did to the chargers or whatever you're t those teams were not competitively matched. Like you right. said earlier in the show, the Raiders were an underdog to the Redskins, yes. and we went in there and smoked those fools, and th that defense was no joke. Yeah. And freaking uh, Marcus went in there and torched them. So yep. anyways, that was fun, man. This this is cool stuff, man. This, uh, you know, like I said, as a kid, this was the first time. I'll, one more thing, then we'll, we'll end it on this. When I was a kid, my dad, my uncles, uh, used to tell me stories about the Raiders of the 70s. And I remember from the Uncle Mosh, from the time I was a little guy, and they would tell me about guys like Villapiano and Stabler and, and, and Cliff Branch and, sure. you know what I mean, Matuzak and Otis Istrunk and all these guys. And they were like my superheroes, right? It was like, right. but it was all stories they would tell me about. Because in 1976, I was three, right? But when I watched this game, that was the first time I can remember as a kid, as a fan, like, that's my guys. Like, that, I was in with them. When Marcus Allen was running with the night, man, I was right there with them. And that's, I would say that this moment in this game is one of the things that absolutely hooked me as a Raider fan and just, you well, know, yeah, gone from there. Absolutely. So, yeah, good stuff, man. That was fun. How about you, man? Parting thoughts? Man, this is fun, man. It's just, it's, it's cool, you know, as a, as a newer Raider fan. And, you know, I think we, uh, we talked about it on, on, on uh, RFR 133. You know, talking about, you know, I think Haley from Scotland was asking about, you know, what do I need to know? What, what are some great moments and what are some things that I need to know as a as a newer fan as well? Even though she says she's been a fan for almost 10 years. That's that's a lot newer. It's a long than, time. That's, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. lot longer than me. But, you know, but these these are the these are the moments that that I need. This is the this is the stuff that I need. And this is the feel good stuff that I want to fuel my Raider Nation fire if you want to call <laughs> right it. You, on, know, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, these these are the fun moments in our in our history that that make the nation the nation, you know? It, it yeah. makes you know, I mean, these are the things that that we long for, we want again. You know, I mean these are these are the 
these are the greatest moments. You know, I mean, this could be one of the greatest Super Bowl moments, not just in Raider history, but in history. Yeah, yeah. You like, know? this was NFL history. That's yeah, why, man. Yeah. Yeah, this was yeah exactly. This was a big dang deal, man. Exactly. This was bigger than just the Raiders. Exactly. That's a gr- there you go. Thank you. You pinpointed it right yes. there. This, this is was not, bigger this is than not the Raiders. just a tale from the nation, but this is a tale from the NFL. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah, it. I mean this That's is it. like yeah, you know when you when you look at Super Bowl moments and NFL moments and stuff like that. Marcus Allen running into the night, man. That's I mean, there's not a whole lot of moments in even Super Bowls that are. A whole lot better than that. You know, I mean, just the feel good story. Just I agree, man. Yep. I agree. Good stuff, Jeff. Yeah, man. That was fun, dude. This show's great, man. Feels Love so much, Tales from the Nation. Want to feel so much better talking about a good moment than. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, you know, too. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, we, we might have to keep the pendulum on this side of the fence yeah, here. Yeah, just for a for minute. Next, for, you know? for a minute. Yeah, we might yeah. have to do Ghost of the Post. I thought about doing Ghost of the Post next, man. Stay tuned, Raider Nation. That might be that. Yeah, be yeah, yeah. One. Yeah, that may, yeah that'll be fun. fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. All right. all right. Well, thank you for joining us here on, on Tales from the Nation. I uh, appreciate y'all joining us. You can always find us at Murph's Fan Cave on any of your favorite podcast services. That's M U R F S Fan Cave. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Yeah, Google Play. Apple yeah, Play. Google Play. Apple Podcast. Wherever. You can Apple Play if you want. iHeartRadio. Find us on iHeartRadio. Yes, you sure can. I just found that out today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Check us out on iHeartRadio. And uh, so thank you. Hope you enjoyed this. And uh, give us your feedback. Let us know. See you later. Peace. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.